Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to talk about all the events from the weekend of June 26th through the 28th of 2020. And we are going to go ahead and get started with the British royal family. Friday was a light day for the British royals. Um, The only thing that was going on was that the Prince of Wales spoke with the BBC radio um, on a show about farming, about the importance of family farms. Um, And so one of the quotes from this, it was BBC Farming Today. Um, And so one of the quotes from this is, telling the story behind our food means understanding the crucial role played by family farmers all around our country. It means recognizing the part they play and maintaining the essential viability of rural communities of the landscapes we love and want to visit. So obviously this is something that is right up Charles's alley. Um, He spends a lot of time talking about the environment and the world and um, food sources and the landscape of England, which includes these farmlands, which are beautiful um, in the countryside and something that people do love to see, as he pointed out. Um, But also the reason they exist is to provide food. Um, So he mentioned all of that in this interview with BBC Farming today. And then we get to Saturday, where there were so many things. Um, I have tried to make it uh, make sense in the way I'm going to talk about it. Um, It's a little scattered, but it all kind of leads into the next thing. So we're going to try. This was not a social media comprehensive day. Um, The British Royals have been great at doing um, social media cohesion. And that happened, but there were so many things happening that it was just chaos. Um, And so hopefully talking about it, I've sat with the chaos for 24 hours. And so it'll make a little bit of sense. Um, So on Saturday... The UK started celebrating Armed Forces Week by armed with by the occasion of Armed Forces Day. Um, so to mark the holiday, which is usually celebrated in a public way, but obviously is not this year. Um, I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. Probably for the rest of the year I'm going to say that. Uh, just being real honest there. Um, But, so, to mark the occasion, Queen Elizabeth sent a message instead of being at a public um, ceremony, Um, and it was, it's pretty short, so I'm going to go ahead and read it, and it says, quote, the Duke in Edinburgh, quote, the Duke of Edinburgh and I join many around the United Kingdom in celebrating Armed Forces Day and the efforts of our military both at home and overseas. Today provides an opportunity for thanks and a recognition of the dedication and risks faced by those serving our nation. We also have cause to thank our veterans who continue to contribute to our way of life long after they leave the armed forces. Having had members of my family serve in each of the armed services, I know only too well the pride service personnel take in their duty. As your commander in chief, 
I send my warmest, best, wish best wishes to you all, your families, and the entire Armed Forces community. Signed, Elizabeth R. So that was step one of Armed Forces Day, marked also by um, lots of different uh, social media postings from each royal family account. Um, and then coupled with this is that on Armed Forces Day, the Duchess of Cornwall, so Camilla, was announced as vice patron of Soldiers Charity. Um, which is a charity that supports soldiers, veterans, and their families, as the name suggests. Um, Queen Elizabeth is currently the royal patron, um, but Camilla was named vice patron. Um, so that is very exciting, and she talked about that she was very glad to um, become patron and have it be announced on this day. Um, also today, see, this is where like things start, things start to go a little chaotic, right about here. So, um, Camilla also had another patronage announced on Saturday. Um, so, early Saturday morning, she was announced that she will be the new royal patron of Save Lives, which is an organization that has the goal of eradicating domestic violence. Um, so, this came out in... A great way for other things because it was also combined with the um, day she participated in a virtual event with WOW, which is Women of the World, which she is also patron of. Um, and the conversation that she participated in was about how the pandemic has affected victims of domestic violence. Um, so this is something that I have talked about kind of throughout this entire pandemic is that when you're stuck inside, as so many people are, um, victims of domestic violence, domestic abuse, um, any kind of abuse, child abuse, elder abuse, anything like that. You're stuck with your abuser if you're a victim 24-7. There is no respite. There is no way out. And so this is something that has been going on universally, um, where cases are obviously going up. Um, so Camilla participated in a conversation that um, Clarence House released about six minutes of the video from, um, which is very, it, it's a great thing. Um, it's really, it's just really powerful. Um, so I would recommend watching that. You can check it out on my website, thedailyroyal.com. Um, I have the video and lots of other videos and pictures from this weekend posted there. Um, okay, moving on from Camilla and the armed services and patronages, kind of. Um, and now we're going to move to the Duke of Cambridge, um, who participated in a virtual marathon sponsored by Tusk, which we just talked about that organization a few days ago. Um, but if you can't remember, it is an organization that is focused on um, wildlife conservation. And so it's something that William has been involved in for a very long time. Um, so he sent a video message to lend his support to the virtual marathon, as well as mention that he was participating himself. Um, so that was really phenomenal. We are on our last event. Um, so finally on Saturday, 
a visit that the Duchess of Cambridge made on Thursday was unembargoed. It was released to the press. Um, and she visited the Nook, um, which is a part of the East Anglican Children's Hospice system. Um, it's a residential facility for um, families who have children with terminal illnesses. Um, we talked about that early on in the week um, as it was Children's Hospice Week. Um, so that is some, that is why this was released when it was. Um, so she, during her visit, worked to plant a garden um, with plants. If you guys remember, maybe a week and a half ago, she went to a plant nursery um, as like her first engagement post lockdown. Um, and so she used those plants to make this garden. Um, so she kind of worked through the garden um, and then was also able to meet with some of the families that are residing at the Nook. Um, very socially distant, like there were benches on one side of a sidewalk and Kate was on the complete other side of the sidewalk. Um, and so she got to chat with them about um, their experiences and what they're going through. Um, and so that is the chaotic Saturday for the British Royal family. Um, and so with that, there was nothing on Sunday. So we are now going to go ahead and move on to Belgium. Saturday, the Belgian royal family started what turned out to be a weekend of promotion to local domestic tourism throughout Belgium. Um, so on Saturday, they visited the province of Limburg um, and took a scenic bike ride, the whole family, by the way, so King Philippe, Queen Mathilde, and their four children. Um, took a family bike ride through the city of Bolkrik. Um, it's beautiful. There's like this lake that has a sidewalk kind of in the middle of it, like a split. Um, and so they were riding bikes along there. It was very cool. Um, it, it was just really nice to see the whole family. I don't know if this was their like summer photo session. I don't think it is, but it very well could be. Um, but, but then we go into today, which is Sunday, where they had another, um, stop on their tourism promotion visit. Um, and so today they visited, um, Arden, Ar Arden, um, and went on a hike. So it was, again, King Philippe, Queen Mathilde, their four children, and they were also joined this time by the former um, King Albert and Queen Paola, who are King Philippe's parents. Um, and so it was a nice family outing. Again, beautiful views. Um, <laughs> I've noticed that these tourism promotion tours that like the Belgian royals are doing, the Spanish royals are doing, are making me 
fall in love with these countries um, because they look so pretty. So someday when I do my European tour, I will be headed to a lot of these sites because they're beautiful. Um, and so that is what was going on in Belgium. It was a weekend full of promotion of tourism, which was fantastic. And you got to see the whole family two days in a row, which is amazing. Um, and so with that, we are going to move on to Denmark. said probably two days ago, two episodes ago, that Denmark had started their royal vacations or their summer vacations. I was wrong. They have started them, but they're still working apparently. Um, and so that's a shame on me situation. Um, so on Friday, Queen Margrethe conducted a ceremony to thank the outgoing guards um, of the Royal Guard for their service. Um, so this is a ceremony held probably every year, maybe every three months, um, as members of the Royal Guard move on to their next posting or whatever that may, may be. Um, and so in the ceremony, she reviewed the guard and then um, she also presented the Queen's watch to the, quote, best guard, Cho that was, and this is a person that is chosen by his peers um, as the best royal guard on duty. Um, and so that is something that was very cool. Um, I also like this Scandinavian tradition of giving um, servicemen that are voted the best watches. Um, servicemen and women. In this case, it was a man. Um, of just giving them a watch. I, I appreciate that. I don't know. It seems like a useful thing rather than a medal, although medals look great too, but like a watch is something that they can wear every day and, you know, just be reminded of their accomplishment. Um, and so that was Friday. And then on Saturday, Crown Princess Mary sent a video message to this worldwide virtual global pride celebration that was happening for the LGBTQI plus community. I probably have some of those letters wrong, um, which is embarrassing. But um, so she, Mary is patron for Copenhagen 2021, um, which is the location of Worldwide Pride in 2021. Um, so I didn't know this existed, um, where there is like one global Pride event that people from all over the world can come to. Um, and so it will be in Copenhagen next year. Um, and this is also when like Euro games are hosted. I don't know what those are, but that's when they are. Um, and so she was doing that. She did this video message in her capacity as that. Um, the speech is in English. Again, you can check it out on the website, thedailyroyal.com. Um, it's in English, so it's great. Also, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but Mary is from Australia. 
And I was very surprised that she still had her Australian accent just a little bit. Um, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, so that's a fun little thing too. If you like to listen to Aussie accents, you can hear it when you watch Mary's video. Um, and so that is what was going on in Denmark this weekend. And now we're moving on to the Netherlands. royal family. Uh, first, Friday was the 15th birthday of Princess Alexia, who is the second daughter of King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima. Um, and she was born, obviously, on June 26th, uh, 2005. Math is hard. Um, and her full name is Alexia Juliana Marcella Laurentine. Um, and so to mark the occasion, they released a new picture of Alexia that was taken on King's Day, um, from what I can tell. I would imagine that's when it was taken. Um, and so that was very exciting. And while Alexia was celebrating her birthday, uh, her father, King Willem Alexander, visited a school, um, a like higher education um center where it, it it's almost like a trade school where you're there are different like programs that can be taken um or vocational school and so this was just to see how the school is doing um with the pandemic how reopening has gone um things like that so this is part of the coronavirus working visits um and then on Saturday in the Netherlands, it was Veterans Day. Um, and so this is an annual event that is held um, in King Willem Alexander. It goes every year. He even went when he was the crown prince. Um, it is usually, here we go again, marked with a public parade. Um, Obviously, that did not happen this year, but instead the occasion was still live streamed on the um, Dutch Royal or the Dutch television station NOS um, and was marked by a ceremony instead of a parade um, that was held inside, but then also there were like virtual um, components as well. Um, so that is very cool. It was very nice to see. Um, that and Willem Alexander was in uniform, which you don't see all that often. So this is like one of the few occasions where Willem Alexander is in a military uniform, um, which is just a little spotlight for someone who pays way too much attention like I do. Um, and so we are now, we are going to skip Norway. Norway is, is for sure on summer vacation um, and move on to Spain.
on Friday, King Felipe and Queen Letizia had a video conference with the winners of the Princess of Girona Foundation Awards. Um, so the Princess of Girona Foundation um, is something that was established 11 years ago um, to... And it was established as the Prince of Girona Foundation, but is now the princess. Um, and so... It was established to honor young professionals um, for their work in service to others. Um, and so I'm hopeful that this is not the last time I have to talk about the Princess of Girono Foundation. Um, if it is, we'll go into more depth maybe for something else on this because I'm not doing it justice here. but. This is a long episode and I want to keep going. Um, and so, <laughs> during this video conference that Felipe and Letizia had, they had surprise guests, also known as their daughters. Um, so, Princess Leonor, Princess of Astorius, um, and Infanta Sophia were joined their parents. Um, and uh, Leonor is also, so she has multiple types. She has a lot of titles for a 14-year-old. Um, but her main title is Princess of Astorius. Her secondary title is Princess of Girona, um, which is why it's named what it is. Um, and so she did a little brief, um, statement to the winners and she spoke in Catalan because Girona is in Catalonia, uh, which is a region, an autonomous region of Spain, um, that has its own language, Catalan. Um, so Leonor spoke in Catalan very, very well. Um, and it was just like so exciting. Like I said, it was a surprise. Um, I'm also really hopeful that this was not the awards ceremony. I've been trying to find out all weekend if this was the awards and I can't find out. Um, so if it was, this was a weird award ceremony. But that's how things are right now. And if it wasn't, hopefully we'll see something else later on and I can go into more depth on the foundation. Um, and so with that, we are going to move on to Sweden. Saturday, uh, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia opened the gardens at Soledin Castle, um, which is their summer vacation home, castle. Um, it's beautiful. It's on the island of Oland. Um, and so this garden is actually part of a competition of open gardens that have different themes. Um, so that is what they were doing. There was nothing on the calendar about it and one picture I literally have no information other than what the Facebook post said. Um, and so with that, that is the end of the podcast. I managed to make it through before my recording ran out of space, which is amazing. Um, and so with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow uh, with another daily rundown of all the events going on then. Hopefully it'll be a quieter day. Uh, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.